Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasai. I'm here in the studio right across my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. Shut up, Barry. Okay. Oh, my God. What is this? The first episode of Unhappy Hour? Yeah. Remember Call when back. I used to scream at you? Every single week. We're going to bring that back. All right. Good. Anyway, coming up on today's episode, we're going to kick things off, as always, with a little ranting. Then we got Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. And then we are diving deep into Disney adults. We touched on these people in the past at at one time or another, but listen, Disney Plus Day has renewed our grievances and we need to air them out properly. Your day has come. (laughs) And finally, we'll get into all the good stuff that helps the bad shit go down easier with our chasers. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start this show. All right. Deep breaths. Barry, what is your gripe of the week? Well, first of all, and this really shouldn't come as a shock to anyone, even though it was, in fact, a shock to me. (gasps) You might, I know, you might remember last week when I felt crazy, and I I use that word with all its intensity. Yeah. Um, Days later, I got my period. Turns out it was PMS. She's a sneaky little bitch. (laughs) 
I, okay, this is going to sound uneducated, misogynistic of me. Great. Can't wait for you to say whatever you're about to say on a podcast. I don't understand if I had, I mean, okay, in fairness, I do know you recently have changed up. I sure have. Your schedule, whatever. So you're experiencing this. I don't know if this is TMI for our listeners, but I feel like you've talked about it. I have absolutely talked about it. Right. Okay. So you stopped your birth control and yeah. It's It's a journey. She's back. She's back. Who is she? We don't know. If you are someone who gets a regular period, uh-huh. how do you not know? Like, aren't you oh, charting I, your mood? I am charting, and I and th- it came early. Like, something's I, I and see. now, of course, I'm like, oh, cool. I've read like four articles about how this is like symptoms of something terrible. <laughs> um, I am lucky that I don't get a period because I. No, I would block out that entire however many days and be like, nobody speak to me. I won't be responding to emails. Texts will go unread. (laughs) Yeah. So it did come early. So that's why it was a surprise is because I was like, this isn't my normal time for me to be a crazy bitch. Right. Got it. But yeah, it turns out that's that is what it is. So part of my gripe is the fact that it was early, the fact that hormones make no sense and yet they control my life and I hate it. My other gripe is that salsa jars should only (laughs) come in a wide mouth mouth variety. Sure. In other um, <laughs> red stuff news, <laughs> chunky just, red substances. I just don't understand why they even make salsa jars tall and narrow. Why do they do that? Is it for the boutique look? Because no, like you only can empty that out into a bowl to then dip. You right. have to use a second container if you're going to be dipping. Yeah, you can't do a, a, a cheeky drive-by dip. No, no. And then that means you have to put it then back into the salsa jar if you haven't used up all of salsa. And going from a wide bowl into, mm. what, I'm going to pull out a funnel for a chunky salsa to get it into the narrow jar? No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But sometimes I don't eat all the salsa. I'm very bad at measuring how much is going to get into the bowl and how much I'm going to eat. So I just don't understand why they make tall, narrow salsas. Uh, It's on me for buying that uh, a couple of times, but it's also on them for producing it in such a way. Right. I mean, ultimately, a couple thoughts. One, it is your fault for purchasing it um, because you— But the flavor sounds good, and the brand is—I'm like, oh, I'm interested in the salsa. Well, then you're saying that the flavor outweighs the design. Well, but it, it didn't. Is what I learned. Okay. So what you need to do, because capitalism Mm -hmm. is stop buying that and then they'll learn their lesson. Right, right, The second thought is you're pouring out salsa and then not finishing it? Sometimes. uh... The the widely known fact is if you pour out the salsa, you're going to keep eating it until it's gone. You're going to use however many chips are necessary to clean that bowl. Sorry, I have what some may refer to as self-control. No, that does not exist with chips and salsa. (laughs) It's an endless loop. They are designed to (laughs) make you lose your self-control. Yeah. I know. Well, because we eat chips and salsa a lot with our dinner, like with tacos. Uh Uh-huh. And so it's not just an appetizer. It's like throughout. And then it's like we fill up on the taco and we still have some salsa left. Yeah. I order um, Mexican food from this place that's probably run by white people. And they (laughs) uh, will put in tortilla chips with your tacos. But I think it's really there as like grease soaker uppers. Uh Ah, yes. But I love them because they're just greasy chips. Mm-hmm. So I, now I know I'll order a side of guacamole, just a small little side, and use the, the grease soaker uppers to eat the guacamole. Right. And I know the exact number of dips that it will take to use the chips and guac. And that's only from like 
20 or 25 orders. Right. You're just like the little Tootsie Pop owl. Yeah. And that's what I'm telling you is you have to learn. I know. I'm famously bad at spatial reasoning, so it will take another lifetime, but I don't believe in myself. So we'll see how it goes. But it is shocking. They should actually make the jar wide enough. Thank you. To fit any size chip. Any size chips. There's a wide variety of chips. I get that. But also, like, what are you doing? You're making salsa for chips. So think about the chip. Thank yeah, you. Even, like, a lot of the, like, guacamole brands, the hummus brands, yeah. they have them in, like, a wide bowl. Wide and... Narrow. Yeah. No, no, no. Wide and, like, thinner. Right. right. Shallow. Shallow. There we go. I'm off the deep oh, end. We sure are. Watch as I dip this chip. Oh. <laughs> What about you? What's it's just that <laughs> these, <your> guy? <laughs> these are new microphones, and I really like the way I sound on it. So, <laughs> my gripe. Okay, I have a couple of gripes, and first, we should have started the show with this, and oh. that is actually I'm going to reroute this gripe to be mad at you what? because you, as executive producer of this podcast, oh, I got promoted. I just assumed we were both executive producers, <laughs> so I gave myself a promotion too. But you, as producer, should have caught my mistake when I said during last week's episode that Wendy's was founded in Dublin, and I assumed it was Ireland. <laughs> But the story was set in Ohio, and as several people have told me on Twitter and in person, it is Dublin, Ohio. Now, I maintain that it would be more insane of me to have assumed that it was Dublin, Ohio. Who the fuck knew there was a Dublin, Ohio? Nobody. Nobody. I don't care if people said nobody knew that. Ohio is suffering from a severe identity crisis. Absolutely. If you go anywhere in Ohio, you have no idea where you are at any given moment. No. The difference between Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati are so wildly different And now you're throwing an Irish city in there, too? What are we supposed to do with this? Because I'm going to assume that Dublin, Ohio is just Little Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. I think we made a perfectly safe assumption. The ginger bitch who runs (laughs) Wendy's is a consequence of having been found in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. Anyway, so my gripe is that you didn't catch that in the moment, and that is on you. I know. I take full responsibility. I'm so sorry to everyone. Um, But also, I say you're welcome to everyone because it it brought out an Irish accent in you. That's true. To talk about Frosties. And and that was a gift to the world. So I am sorry, but also you're welcome. So, yeah, I guess apologies to Ohio. Um, Eh. Ireland, having a great week, I would say. (laughs) Won't explain why. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, my other gripe, and this is something we talked about, uh, you and I, is I am now three and a half weeks into dog motherhood. Okay, yes, yes. And I am learning about the culture of having a dog in public. Right. Which is, I mean, so Truffles is a puppy. Uh, She does tend to... I mean, she's still very afraid of everybody, but also she'll run up to people. And then if they acknowledge her, she'll immediately run away. But the, Relatable. Yeah, exactly. That is what I'm trying. I'm training her. My, my real beef is that I don't want to send the message that either of us, meaning my dog and I, are welcome to interactions in public. <laughs> right. <laughs> Having a dog is not an invitation. I feel very much like a pregnant woman in this way. <laughs> Do not come up to my dog and try to 
talk. Yeah. Or acknowledge her in any way. Yeah. Besides besides a smile. That's as much as I'll take. Not to victim blame, but you did get a puppy. But it is good to say that it, it's not an invitation. However, society does view it as so. Right. Let me explain also. Yeah. There are, there are a couple of incidents that I've experienced in this week because initially I didn't really take her outside because she came all the way across the country. She was born in Mexico. OK. So I, it took a lot to acclimate. Right. I took her outside once and she was terrified of all the noises. So I was like, okay, week one, we're just going to get used to the apartment. Week two, we'll start going out for like 10 minutes at a time. Yeah. Now we're on to walks. Yeah. The craziest thing that happened was I was walking back from the park and this man, she kind of, she kind of like looked at this guy and he looked and smiled and he was carrying one of those muscle milk proteins, like the chocolate milk protein shake. And then he... He just poured a puddle of it on the ground and was like, here you go. Drink this. And I was like, (laughs) of all the things. Uh, Instant diarrhea for a dog. Chocolate. (laughs) chocolate. That's what everyone, that's the number one thing that people know not to give dogs is chocolate. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh. First of all, I didn't immediately walk away. I just held the leash so she couldn't get to it. But I was like, oh, I don't think she wants it. (laughs) Even though I was like clearly holding her back. She was like, yeah, she's not interested. I don't think, but thank you. (laughs) Obviously, I was the nicest as possible about it. Um, But it was just so strange that that man thought that was acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the street that I live on is also full of um, a lot of... Crazy individuals. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. But also we were at the park and a woman just like came up to us. Both of our dogs were with us. Yeah. And just came up to us and with her dog and then just stood there. Well, yeah, both of our dogs were freaking out. Clearly did not want that dog to be there. Wanted nothing to do with this woman. We were being very like, okay, you can go now kind of attitude. And the woman just just really stayed stayed there. She stayed. The other weird thing that happened today is um, this woman also kind of just, you know, a a lady of the street. Um, (laughs) she, She was like, oh, she's cute. She likes everybody. And then dead serious, she looked at me and said, is she a gremlin? And I, I didn't hear after I, for, so I was like, wait, what? And she was like, is she a gremlin? I was like, uh, <laughs> she haven't gotten she, my DNA test for her yet. Oh, I don't know the results. Uh, yeah, I, I don't ever remember what I said. I got, I, I think I was like, uh, she seems like it or something. But it was, she was like dead serious. It was like the switch in her head between like, oh, this is cute to like this is <laughs> a threat. <laughs> good. Anyway, so not excited about the continued interactions <laughs> that I will be having in public. Yeah. But I do like, I, the the level of interaction that I like is when I see someone see her and they smile and then they keep walking. That's it. Yeah. I love that too. I have brought that up on the pod before about how I like that and I get upset if people don't smile and you were like, shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. So just like the tables yeah. have turned. I'm glad that you finally understand. Sure. Um, welcome to the club. Both the, it, And it's exciting that you have a dog now and you have just like a whole new culture to complain about. It's really, it's beautiful. Yeah. But I also am very adamantly, perhaps too adamantly clinging to not wanting to be like a dog person. Mm-hmm. 
I don't I don't want to partake in that culture too much. Right. Which is probably to the detriment of both me and my, <laughs> and my dog. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, that is it for our gripes of the week. Now let's get into our headlines. All right, worst things first. Let's chat about the stupidest worst news of the week. First, health officials in North Dakota are warning bargoers at one saloon of possible rabies exposure after one local entered with a raccoon and took it around to other customers during happy hour. <laughs> Shiro, Shiro. If raccoons aren't welcome at unhappy hour, happy hour. Also, um, that was a Freudian slip. But (laughs) the AP Twitter account where I get almost all of our crazy stories did have as their caption, unhappy hour. Wow. We will be suing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, now we're even. For all of the stories that I have stolen from the AP, now we're even. Because they used Unhappy Hour without crediting us. Right. No, that makes sense. Anyway, absolutely love that this queen walked into this saloon in North Dakota. Apparently, there were only like 10 other customers. And the bartender immediately was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You're raccoon. Not welcome. And the woman decided to continue into the bar and start showing this raccoon to other guests. Great. And apparently the bartender was like, look, nobody got bit. Nobody was like in contact with the raccoon's saliva to their knowledge. Mm -hmm. But the health officials are still like, yeah, (laughs) but it's a raccoon though. (laughs) You should probably still get your rabies shot because remember once you have a symptom for rabies you're dead. It's too late. It's too late. Mm -hmm. And that is a medical fact. Right. This has been Science with Matt. I do like that that is essentially the tagline of this podcast. Unhappy hour. If you have symptoms for rabies, it's too late. The amount that we talk about that is unnecessary. Yeah, well, the amount that people are are interacting yeah, with rabies-infested animals. I will say, I don't know what it is about the last, like, two weeks, but I do feel like there has been an intense increase in raccoon media at least for me. I'm seeing it on TikTok. I'm seeing it on Instagram. I'm getting texts about raccoons. I'm not kidding. I got two texts about raccoons today. I mean, the major raccoon video of the week was the raccoon getting the cheddar potato and taking it down the fence. And yet somehow I did not see that. <laughs> oh, so... I thought for sure you were referencing No, that. I wasn't even, but I will be seeking that out. Someone opens up a beautiful black styrofoam takeout container. Ooh, Rarely classy. do you see black styrofoam. Elegant. It, yeah, it's like if you're going to exist on this earth for thousands of years without disintegrating, do it in style. Amen. Um... They open this beautiful black styrofoam, and inside is uh, baked potato absolutely fucked with cheddar cheese. No just good. <laughs> You can't even see the potato. It is just a full mm. mound of cheddar cheese. Mm. And they take it out and pan over to this raccoon that is perched on top of a chain link fence and delicately hand it to the raccoon, who takes it, puts... I would say at least 50% of it into its jaw <laughs> and then scurries away down and becomes, I assume, the new king of the raccoons. Absolutely. You walk into your raccoon colony with a cheddar baked potato, you rule. You rule. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. In raccoon government, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for the monarch to die. No. No. You're immediately king. Yeah. I also just want to take a second and say... 
Double-baked potatoes were such a huge part of my childhood. Where have they gone? Are they still all over the Midwest? When's the last time I saw a double-baked potato on a menu? Literally a decade. I don't know. And I can say confidently that I never had one that was baked fresh. A double-baked potato, every time I had it, was always from frozen that my mom would heat up. Oh, okay. Did you have market days? Do you know what market days is? Yes, I know what it is, but I definitely can, like, see the logo. It's just like a frozen food brand that you would oh, order. Oh, that's – okay. I can see the logo, yeah. But I think it was also sort of like a pyramid scheme because we only <laughs> got it through our church – Okay. <laughs> and where it's like you had to place the order through, like, with forms that you would get at church and mm-hmm. then go and pick it up there. And I don't know if the church got, like, a percentage Almost or something. certainly. Also, like, we as students for, of, like, Sunday school, CCD school, we'd have to, like, work market days. <laughs> You're like little Girl Scout cookies, but for Christian frozen produce. <laughs> right. So we would always get double-baked potatoes at market Mm. days. And then weeks later, my mom would heat it up. Beautiful. When I was in college, that was like one of the first meals. I was like, how do I cook? What do I eat? Oh, double-baked potatoes. That's like a thing, right? And then I made it. Um, Not a meal. It's it's absolutely just a potato. Um, But I spent so long making it. What an odd choice for a college student. (laughs) I know. I was really excited. To make a potato dish that requires not one baking but two two in college. I don't think I used an oven until I was 24. It honestly may have even been like Oscar night. I think that is what it was. We were like, let's all watch the Oscars together. Let's do something fancy. And I was like, what is something fancy? Double baked potato. <laughs> to be fair, you did go to college in Indiana, Indiana. so that is fancy. <laughs> this is so, so upsetting <laughs> to think about. Why did my thought process go that way? Whatever, it was a fucking good double baked potato. Sure, it's delicious. Yeah. I still don't even remember. I mean, basically, you bake a potato, then you scoop out all the insides, yeah, mash it up it, with cheese, add cheese, sour cream, all and that, and then you put it back in the oven, and then it gets like a crust. Oh, over that it. crust. Oh, it's good. Yeah. We should probably... We should bring back potatoes. I think a great idea... Someone was telling me they have a pasta club, and they Mm. it it, it was like they just go to a different pasta restaurant and try something new, and I'm like, no. You need like a book club or something, or like a potluck, but everybody brings a version of pasta or potatoes. Wow. Love that. Let's start it. It's just you and me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway. Next, an armed, oh, this, the layers of this story. First of all, I'll just say nobody was killed, nobody was shot, nobody, you know, that's a disclaimer. Um, cool. An armed man wearing a rainbow clown wig mm-hmm. who told cops he wanted to restore Donald Trump as President King of the United States. Not a thing, sir. Was arrested at a Dairy Queen <gasps> in Pennsylvania. Wow, the layers, <laughs> truly. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, this man, not well. Mm-mm, um, mm-mm. He did, uh, according to a Dairy Queen manager earlier in the day, leave a $120 tip on the counter for, quote, non-Democrats. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which I do kind of love the idea of just kind of like leaving um, a donation jar at your, you know, your favorite Dairy Queen just for customers of your choosing. Yeah. You are kind of endowing. It's sort of like, yeah, if I were to endow uh, like a chair at the college that I went to mm-hmm. and then I can sort of pick which student I want to get it. Right. This is the Dairy Queen equivalent. Yeah. You leave a $120 tip and say only give this to people um, who believe the election was stolen. Right. And um, yeah, the Dairy Queen was like, no. 
A, because you're wearing a reflective vest and a rainbow clown wig. <laughs> and B, because you're shouting, um, quote, that you're undercover with the Pennsylvania State Police working on a major drug sting. And right. also that you're a prophet who will kill all the Democrats. Okay. So not great. Not great. But this does bring up an important point, which is we need to go to the Dairy Queen on Staten Island. Did you, they have two. They have one. That I would rather go to New Jersey oh, before right. I go to Staten okay. Island. But yes, they do have, I believe they opened up another location. The other one, I think. It is so funny to me that New York City, one of the biggest cities in the world, no Dairy Queens in four out of the five boroughs. But right. that fifth borough, they got two. Not one, but two. Spread the goddamn Dairy Queen love. It is upsetting to me that that is true. And also given this story that you yeah. have this like oh, no. wildly conservative person yeah. and, and the fact that Staten Island is the most conservative. Yeah. I don't like Dairy Queen being associated with conservatism. Right. We got to take back Dairy Queen. We got to take <laughs> back Dairy Queen. That is one thing. There used to be a Dairy Queen on 14th Street. I went to it several times. We know. And I will never forgive Mayor de Blasio for that. And I do blame him directly. (laughs) Or Uh, Andrew Cuomo. Blizzards for all. Yeah. Dairy Queen, sponsor me already. Jeez. Remember when, I don't know if, have I told the story on the pod about how I promised everybody at BuzzFeed I would buy an ice cream cake if Harry Styles followed me on Twitter? Because I was trying to, like, rally everybody to, like, join my campaign and tweet at him at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazing that they've let me near that man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Nobody took the bait. Nobody actually, like, helped the campaign. But once he did follow me, my friend Jen found my tweet and was like, you owe us all an ice cream cake. Uh-oh. Because you didn't really specify terms and conditions. And I went <laughs> to Dairy Queen. I got the cake. And it is the most depressing. You can search my Twitter and find it. It's the most depressing. When I told the man at Dairy Queen, can you write Harry Styles followed Matt? He squirted it in like the upper left <laughs> quadrant. It was not centered. <laughs> Barely in cursive. It was... It was an embarrassment of an ice cream cake. And mm-hmm. I tweeted it, and um, Dairy Queen did send me, like, a gift card um, that expired. So I wasn't even <laughs> able to use it. Because so, there aren't any around. Exactly. Dairy Queen, sponsor me. Um, and also, open up another Dairy Queen in Manhattan. I will make it worth it. Thank you. I will lead. I will host our weekly potato club in the Dairy Queen. <laughs> Anyway, shout out to this man who is now in jail. I just love that this all happened at a Dairy Queen. Yeah. What a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And finally, following a raid at two homes in Albuquerque, New Mexico, police removed money, drugs, guns, and an alligator. Oh, sure. But they are still looking for a tiger that they believe is on the run. Okay, okay. Friend the goat came in and said, "You, you go free." Yeah, I do. Um, if you're if you see missing cat posters up in <laughs> Albuquerque, now you know. It's I, a big one. I love to imagine. Yeah, missing cat, six hundred pounds. <laughs> response to sprinkles. I thought Breaking Bad ended. It's set in Albuquerque. Right. Okay. So really just no attempt at a joke. Just kind of <laughs> relating yeah, the like, show Breaking Yeah, like isn't it so Bad. crazy that like Ring Man is a show about like drugs and money and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they chose New Mexico as the setting for that show just offhand. No, right, it's because yeah. that's Taxes, where people Taxes, it's easier meth. to film there. Um, oh. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I guess police raided the, this these two like drug houses, found all of this shit, and then um, realized, wait, this cage looks like a tiger was in it. Okay. And now they think a tiger is like on the loose. Okay. They, I believe they think it is in the hands of someone who, like, escaped with it and is keeping it as a pet. Mm, and mm. so they're, like, be on the lookout for anybody who's walking an animal that looks like a 600-pound tiger. <laughs> I do think it's a young tiger. I think it's only, like, 60 pounds. Okay. Um, but still. Um, pretty pretty obviously a tiger. If I were living in Albuquerque, um, which didn't even know existed until that Weird Al song. <laughs> Yeah, there was a an Weird Al song about Albuquerque, and that is when I learned uh, about Albuquerque. Anyway, don't remember what it was a parody of. But uh, if I were living in Albuquerque and I saw someone walking a tiger, I'm minding my own goddamn business. Oh, absolutely. You don't think I'm getting involved because that is 100% how you die. Yep. Uh, because what well, we say, snitches get stitches, <laughs> and I don't want to be eaten by an Albuquerquean tiger. Amen. And that is it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are going to Disney World to shit on all the adults. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. 
That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right. Well, Disney dominated the news this week, if you take out the death of Paddington Bear's old lady friend. <laughs> and which, by the way, hilariously, her death happened on Disney Plus Day. Yeah, she really she really stole the spotlight. Which, if you don't know, Disney Plus which Day. Which is funny because she was a literal princess. Yeah. Like of all of all the people, it does make sense that she would be the one to die on that day. That's true. Yeah, I do love that. There was like, uh, uh, I believe it was a Daily News tweet that everybody was, no, or a New York Post tweet that everybody was dunking on, which was like, the Emmys snub uh, Queen Elizabeth by leaving her out of the in memoriam segment. And it's I'm like, sorry? she was not an actor. Right. The Crown was not a documentary. <laughs> right. She wasn't even like a composer, you know, <laughs> like she didn't have any role. It's not like our presidents where they all go off and become executive producers of TV film, things like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She just she, was the queen. Right. Did not have a face for um, television. <gasps> <laughs> She she did. Oh, now that we're saying this, she she did like bring TV into the crown, I guess. Yeah, that's sure. why they would have her in there. Still doesn't make sense. Listen, uh, I don't want to like body shame. It's like she's a beautiful woman for having, you know, been the product of generations of inbreeding. Um, You are going to be assassinated. <laughs> I actually have a, like a portrait of the queen hanging in my apartment, you do. which is weird, actually. Yeah. And I do need to replace it. Um, With King Charles. Yes. Anyway, um, Disney Plus Day was supposed to be a day all about these new Disney announcements, um, but nobody actually paid attention, of course, because we were all too busy watching the passing of the world's most important chess piece. Um <laughs> Anyway, a lot happened on Disney Plus Day. Uh, of course, the racist outcry over literally 18 seconds of a, of, of a teaser trailer of The Little Mermaid. Which, With, like, the best singing that's ever happened in any <laughs> Disney film of all time just yeah. in those 18 seconds. I mean, famously, we are Chloe and Halle fans. Absolute fans. She is an amazing singer. The, the run that she hit, a little excessive for a Disney <laughs> movie, and that is what we should be talking about. But no, instead, we have to focus on the fact that all, all of these racists are like, oh, my God, it's not a fucking ginger anymore. Listen, as a self-hating ginger, I fully <laughs> support ginger erasure. Mm-hmm. Also... Yeah, if you really want a fictional fish woman with ketchup-colored hair, the original Ariel still exists. <laughs> she sure does. Open up the fucking Disney vault and break out your VHS. <laughs> your scary little white children are not going to miss out. Like you're not we're not subtracting anything here is no, the point. We're adding. Exactly. I know basic math is hard for the people who are upset about this, but like it is addition. Also, all of the beers like, oh, it's a Danish fairy tale. Okay, it's like, shut the fuck up. It, 
no, it's not. It's not based in like Dan. It was just Hans Christian Andersen was Danish. And he happened to write it. It wasn't, like, based in Danish culture. Also, he was a faggot. <laughs> and he wrote it as a love letter to his best friend who he was in love with. True. I read beautiful, that beautiful. in a tweet. Anyway, um, Disney put on sale a set of now-removed limited edition Mickey and Minnie ears that were dripping in what is supposed to be platinum paint, but was widely seen on the internet as hot, juicy cum. Of course. Did you see the picture? I did. I did. And it obviously looks like hot, juicy cum. Yeah. It didn't help that the announcement that they put up with it, which these ears went for $195 of course. each. Yeah. Um, the announcement that they put up, it was a press release that started with, quote, Minnie is dripping with excitement <laughs> as she celebrates the centenary of the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> So a lot of losses here. Uh, yeah, it's it's because all the gays left Disney. They have no one to review something like that now. Yeah. It's so obvious. Anyway, um, really, what this all reminds us is that Disney adults have too much power in this world. Because <laughs> usually my rule is, if you're not hurting anybody, don't, don't yuck anybody else's yum. Right. As long as their yum isn't hurting anybody else. But, listen, Disney adults are one in one way or another responsible for all of these atrocities. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we do have to blame them and explain why, in fact, they as a group are a problem. Okay. So let's get Thank into you. it. And, of course, we love Disneyland. I fucking love Disneyland. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I love to go. I've been a few times, and I'm. this is not all because I'm just bitter that my family never went to Disney mm. and only went to Michigan. We didn't even get to go to the Wisconsin Dells, mm. which I still don't entirely know. It's a place. Yeah, I'm. It's just like a waterfall or something. No, it's, it's like a theme park. <laughs> it's a town made up of several independent theme parks. Okay, well, I don't really give a shit. Um, <laughs> let's bad. talk about Disney adults. Let's finally. do it first. To clarify, there is a difference between enjoying Disney and making it your entire personality. Mm. Okay. Mm. Enjoying Disney is fine. Yeah. Making it your entire personality is proof that, like Peter Pan, your development was stunted because of sexual trauma in your childhood. Oh, no. It's like, baby, you're not in Never Never Land, okay? You're creating a false reality to compensate for your emotional damage. <laughs> The f- it, the problem is really when you self-identify as a Disney person, where right. it's like you can enjoy it. We all like Disney stuff. Yeah. Okay, I don't know anybody who just blanket hates all things Disney. It's made to be enjoyed. But when it is your entire personality, when you are putting that in your dating profiles mm-hmm. uh, and like, you know, you got the Mickey ears on there and, and as a signal to your other freaks that you are are down to, you know. Mickey and Minnie or whatever your weird sexual terms are, that's a problem. Yeah, I'm so curious if we're actually going to alienate our audience so much that no one <laughs> listens anymore. Because, like, I do have a feeling we've got that Venn diagram. You and, know, I'm sure there's an overlap. Yeah. And I, that's why I will continue to say we are fans of Disney. We love Diz. Um, you know. Uh, and, and by the way, they own like everything, everything now. So it's, uh, they yeah. own Star Wars. They own the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. They own ABC. Like Hulu, everything. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Or the other way around. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, love Disney. (laughs) Don't like people who are just, like, full-blown Disney adults. Um, 
What else? Getting autographs from a cartoon character is one of the most humiliating activities an adult human can do. Okay? You're a grown man with a mortgage and dependents, and you're asking Eeyore to sign your little booklet? Okay? No. If your testicles have distended and you're waiting in line for some aspiring actress pretending to be Snow White to sign her fake name, you should have to register as a sex offender. Oh, wow. Coming in hard. You belong on some type of national registry and something is not right. Right. Yeah. I remember kids would come back. I mean, yes, this is when we were kids, but kids would come back from Disney World after like spring break and show us their little booklet of signatures that they got from all the characters. And it's like, okay, <laughs> did Santa sign your fucking book too? Did, did Rudolph? Bitch. It is this odd thing because it's like, you know that they're not really the character, right? Like Wait. you. Like, you, you know, know a that. sweaty man is inside of that Winnie the Pooh yeah. costume, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I get why kids would be excited because they're dumb. Right. I mean, I firmly believe, and this is where I'll get scientific and psychological, because I went to Disneyland for the first time as a 24, 25-year-old. Uh-huh. and. I immediately was like, oh, all of this is geared towards people who have been here when they were a child. And you still enjoy it, but it's like a huge, huge factor is the nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. I get how, like, having that nostalgia factor is what elevates it from, you know, just an enjoyable experience to, like, orgasmic to these Disney adults. Right. So I don't have, like, personally, I don't have, like, an earth-shattering orgasm whenever I walk into Disneyland because I wasn't, you know— a freak as a child. Right. Also, because we are often um, extremely, extremely stoned. stoned. And what happens is Goofy comes near us and we get legitimately terrified. Right. My fight or flight instinct <laughs> is immediately peaked. It's and, so scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, spending thousands of dollars on a theme park ticket every year is clown behavior. That's why you get the pass. <laughs> Yeah, you I mean, still <laughs> no. It's still is in the past like thousands of dollars. Yeah, but you could go every day if you want. No, you buy a ticket for the circus because that's where you belong with your <gasps> clown behavior. Wow, your clown nonsense. The fact that people were spending nearly two hundred dollars on that Mickey and Minnie hat that looked like it had been bukkakied on <laughs> proof that something is off. Proof that something is in the water. Or uh... turning the frogs gay. That's my favorite Alex Jones. <laughs> I just saw you possessed. I just witnessed possession. I, Alex Jones, complete scourge on humanity. I think is a horrible, horrible person. I hope he gets taken um, for literally everything he's got. He's in court probably as we speak, yeah. getting sued for millions of dollars for lies that yeah. destroy people's lives. Funniest thing he ever said was that they're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> Look up that clip, Alex Jones, frogs, and it is... A work of art. I'm sorry. It's a work of art. <laughs> Next. No grown adult should have household decorations that come from a children's cartoon. Agreed. This might be a controversial oh, one. No, no, no. Agreed. Because, look, I have, you know, some questionable decorations in my house. Sure. You do have framed photos of Harry Styles. Those... Not photos with you. Just photos 
of Harry Styles. That's because one time I stayed at a hotel in Boston and they, while I was out, decorated my room with framed right. photos and of Harry Styles that I packed took. packed them and took home and put up in your apartment and then moved into another apartment and packed again and then put them out on display in your current apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a real person. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the same with people who have like Disney character like wardrobes. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is half of my wardrobe Harry Styles merch? Yes. Of course. But that's because I want him to take me out back and fertilize me. Yeah. If you want Goofy to do that to you, mm-hmm. you you need to be in an institution. Right. Just for transparency's sake, I do want you to look at the shirt you're wearing and tell the people what it is. Oh, yeah. It's Perky Pig and it says, <laughs> uh, just a hole, sir. <laughs> so I do want people to understand we are hypocrites. Is Porky Pig a Disney character? No, but it's a cartoon character and you just specifically called out people wearing cartoon characters. Yeah, but it's a joke because he's saying I'm just a hole, sir. True. Do you know what that means? Explain it. It's because I would like to be used as a, just a whole. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and yeah, I do wear this shirt in public <laughs> often. In an office. We're in an office right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I think both decorations and wardrobe, like as a part of your regular rotation, yeah, that is weird, right? Like, but yeah, especially with the decoration, because it's also like oh, every couple months there will be some sort of like viral Zillow account that is like a very Disney-fied house, and I just feel like when you go to apply for a mortgage, there should be a box that you have to check that's like, are you going to be using any of this money towards a remodel that is at all related to Disney franchises? And if you check that box, yes, you're denied a mortgage. Yeah. Also, like, I don't want to live in a house where someone did that. I would rather live in a house where someone was brutally murdered than to live in a house where someone decorated it with Disney stuff. (laughs) Um, More haunting, for sure. Especially uh, gothic Disney. Don't even get me started on... I'm sorry, goth Disney. No. Very confusing. Very confusing space of culture. No, 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 no. Um, Yeah, no. That's a lot of the, like, Jack Skellington kind of shit. Right. If you're using as a cup, like a commemorative Donald Duck cup, to drink the, like, water that gives you life, (laughs) you're fucked up. Mm. Not, like, you know... Sure. Have I think everybody has like a fun cup that they drink out of. Of course. But that's not what you're busting out when you're when you have company. Right. Over. You don't have a set of eight of them. But if that is what you have, if you have a set, no, 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 no. <laughs> My registry is going to be a hundred percent Disney. <laughs> No, I will terrorize your wedding. I mean, Alex would just immediately divorce me. That's going to be when we're engaged. That will be in our prenup. Yeah. That's grounds for divorce. Exactly. Yeah. There's just like an intense cheesiness to Disney adults that does not exist anywhere else in nature. No. The idea of like, oh, like I I brought my like deaf son to Disney and now he can hear. Oh, my God. (laughs) There are people who are like, Disney is magic. And it's like, okay. um, It is. Capitalism is what it is. Right. But also, like, I'll believe in the magic, but only when I am on a substance. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually experiencing it in the purest, most magical form. Right. In the way that Walt Disney intended. Yeah. Let me tell you, when you are on Space Mountain, peeking on that edible, glasses off, so everything's a little bit blurry, 
you are in space. Right. You you are one with the universe. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that there are some Disney adults who are just like, oh, my Whee! God, it's so magical. Like, I can't believe this is really Cinderella. And it's like, it's not. It's a woman <laughs> struggling to pay her bills. Because <laughs> they're not treated well. Yeah. It, she is in, like, a complicated love triangle <laughs> with whoever is living inside the Daffy Duck <laughs> costume and the fucking crocodile from Peter Pan. Like, they have a complicated sexual history. Ooh, can't wait to write that fanfic later. Yeah. And, like, I just would love to dive... This is the part of Disney culture that I want to get into, and this is where I'm opening up and allowing the critics of this deep dive to come after me, Mm. is that the part of Disney culture I want to get into is the complicated sexual relationships between all of the people who are inside of the costumes. Right, yeah. Because I just know it's wild. Yeah, yeah. The other part of the cheesiness is where they're all like, oh, the the fireworks are all so magical. As if you've never seen fireworks before. It's like anybody who has walked down Harlem at 4 p.m. on a Thursday (laughs) has seen more fireworks than Disneyland, okay? (laughs) They act like these, these fireworks displays are like life-changing. Yeah, yeah. Same with the parades. I gotta be honest. Yeah. Parades, we need to just leave them behind Parades already, not great. Not fun. And to see, like, oh, we need to get a good a, a good spot so we can see Elsa go by. Like, if you're a child, sure. Love that for a child. As an adult, I'm not about to camp out for three hours no. just to see a fucking Disney no. princess. Absolutely not. Go down. And then, it, yeah, if not go down. Yeah, go you down. would go. You would watch that. Sure. Um. The uh, yeah. You go with like hardcore Disney adults, and they're like, "Oh my god, uh, Mickey did that thing. He only does that once every ten days." <laughs> and it's like, "What? You're going too much intervention." <laughs> anyway, in conclusion, of course, like we are at war, right? And I mean that metaphorically. Okay. If our Disney overlords win the war mm-hmm. and this audio is found along with me in my bunker. Mm-hmm. I just I just know that I will accept our Disney as my savior. And that is that on that. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that catchphrase. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that help all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Barry, what are we highlighting this week? Hey, guess what? It's more like, what are we highlighting this month? Yeah. Because we're keeping those teacher wish lists coming and going. So if you're a teacher, if you're friends with teachers, if you know any who have wish lists that they need fulfilled dm us on instagram and we will post them we have a highlight in our stories that you can go back take a second donate to one of them and help our teachers out in our community yeah, if you don't know a teacher, just go on just and support go on one. And do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you can find that and all of our Do Better White People shout outs in our Instagram bio if you want to go through and check out the stuff we've highlighted in the past and to, and to find all of the teacher wish lists we're shouting out. Okay, let's get into the TV we've been watching this week. Barry, what you've been watching? 
I have been watching a bunch of stuff, including a new show that I just started on Apple TV Plush, and it's called Bad Sisters. I forced you to watch the opening scene because I loved it so much, and I want you to watch the show. Yeah. It is a show that is set and filmed in Ireland, and it's a story of five sisters, one of whom is married to a complete asshole, uh, and four of the sisters want to murder him. And that is the story. It is a dark comedy. It is so funny. I'm really, really loving it, and I'm only two episodes in. So that's what I'm watching this week. What about you? Well, okay. I finished The Real Housewives of Orange County. Oh, my God. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm now watching The Real Housewives of New York, which I have Exciting. seen before mostly. Okay. But, but you're d- watching all from the beginning again? Yeah. I have to be reminded. Of, of course. Because, yeah, I don't have to pay as close attention Right. Uh, you don't have to, like, write notes every episode the way you were previously. Exactly. Yeah. Some of these people are truly, truly terrible. I mean, they all probably are, including me, for watching. But I do, <laughs> yeah. Ramona is, like, just an awful, awful person. Cool. <laughs> just, like, unabashedly, like, racist, elitist, all of the above. I think she finally got fired for being... A horrible person. Cool, anyway, cool. Um, so watching that, getting angry. Love and it. you will be pleased to know I am finally like into Better Call Saul. <gasps> Yay! So Ugh. I, I feel so bad that Bob Odenkirk didn't win. I know. He tweeted and it was like kind of sad because he, he tweeted a picture with his co star's name I don't know. Raya Seahorn. Yeah, from the Emmys. Yeah. And it was just sort of like, it's been such a pleasure to work with, you know, this person for the last eight years. My <gasps> life is true. And like, technically, they'll be eligible at next year's right, Emmys, but, but it's, like, it's realistically, all, yeah, it's not going to be yeah. on anyone's minds, even though it was a really phenomenal final season. Yeah. I, my favorite tweet was like, Bob Odenkirk did not literally die. <laughs> For like eight Died minutes from a heart attack on, on set, set and come back to life for them to not give him an Emmy. Yeah. But you know what? Steve Carell never won an Emmy for The Office. Mm-hmm. And I think of that often. Wow. Because you know what? I'm like Steve Carell in that way. <laughs> yeah. And that I too have never won an Emmy for my seminal roles. Right. What is your <laughs> TV chaser? I know this is kind of like whatever everyone talks about the weather all the time but like it's finally that perfect kind of a New York weather I like I'm doing like double Italian <laughs> fists right now yeah. um and you and I did our very first park hang with both of our dogs and it was so fun and so nice and I'm just like so glad that it's not humid right now and it's so beautiful out and I've been just like walking around all the time and that is really where I get my energy. It's just by walking around New York City when it's nice out. Yeah, it does make such a huge difference. Yep, makes me not want to murder everyone around me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What about you? What's your non-TV chaser this week? I bought um, chocolate chip cookies from Whole Foods the first time in a while. Oh, and wow. I think if I remember correctly that chocolate chip cookies from Whole Foods were one of my very first chasers. Yeah, I think they were. <laughs> and let me tell you, 10 years later, <laughs> still holds up. Amazing. Great cookies, the brown butter cookies from Whole Foods. Mm. And yeah, I did make eye contact with the man in the bakery Whoa. wearing his little Whole Foods apron. You guys are married now. While I put the cookies in my cart. Wow. And 
it was sensual. I did feel <laughs> bad because I went to um, the Whole Foods in like Midtown and um, they have self-checkout and they encourage you to use it. But then they have like a couple people who will check out for you. And I had too much stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to the person. But there was only a couple people in line. And the cashier was like, oh, who was here first? And I had headphones in and I said, I was. <laughs> Way too loud. <laughs> Way too loud. And I felt bad after because oh, I was good. like, that was a jerk thing, even though it was true. I, <laughs> I was first. You were first. And also, this reminded me of a moment that I got very anxious about because I yelled at someone who was yelling at us crossing the street, oh, which yeah. is what our real chaser is. Duh. We saw Kate Berlant show Kate last yeah. week, and it was fucking phenomenal. Love Kate Oh, Berlant. my God. I don't even know if there are tickets left, but if there are and you are near New York City, run to that goddamn delight of a show. Yeah. Wow. And I saw the workshop of it, too. It's not even like it was my first time really seeing it, but boy, did she blow me away. We were sitting very close, and she did make eye contact several times because she does interact with the audience, and I was very nervous. <laughs> Yeah. But um, wow, I love her. And it was so good. Yeah. But on the way you did, there was like an <sighs> ambulance coming and all of these cars were in the way and we were sort of waiting to cross the street, but standing kind of in the street. Yeah. And this other car who should not have gone. No, it was a red anyway. There's no turn on red in New York City. They were turning right, which was the same direction that the ambulance was trying to get through. And they were yelling at us to get out of the way so they could turn. And I started yelling back, being like, there's an ambulance. And they kept motioning for us to move. And I was like, not fucking moving. Yeah. You're not moving. There's a fucking ambulance. Right. And then I spent the rest of the night questioning whether I was in the right or not and feeling like I, I messed up. Um, even though you and Alex multiple times told me I was in the right. I was also like yelling at someone else and yeah. feel no remorse yeah. about it. No, I've thought about it several times since. <laughs> anyway, it's cool. <laughs> I'm a New Yorker. I literally didn't even know you were like talking to someone until I turned because I was yelling at another car who was just <laughs> honking for no reason. And um, yeah. And I was like, oh, they were mad? Fuck you guys. Yeah, that is verbatim what you said. And it made me yeah. feel great. <laughs> Anyway, Kate Berlant, Park Hangs, Whole Foods chocolate chip cookies, all good things. Yeah. Uh, and that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can buy our merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, you can head to the Odyssey app or wherever you get this podcast. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Belisai. Grace Chen, Liz O'Malley, Meredith Rice, and Kirk Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. When you wish upon a star.